Um, so today we are talking about how to walk in all the goodness of God. And this is a little bit of an offshoot of what we talked about on Sunday, yeah. that you were made for his glory. You were yeah. made for the glory of God. And um, one of the things, let's go, to, first of all, let's go to Isaiah uh, chapter 60, and let's look at verse 1, 2, and 3. So Isaiah 60, you can go ahead and read that. Isaiah 60, verse 1, 2, and 3. It says, Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. So you see right here that God's plan is for on us to be his glory. Yeah. His glory. And and we if we go into Exodus 33 and 34, we see the, the story of Moses where he says, Lord, show me your glory. And then the Lord says... In answer to that, I will cause all of my goodness yeah. to, to pass before you. You're good. You're good. Um, so I, your necklace caught it, reflected light. I was like, what was that? Anytime um, pastor's eyes dart, I'm like, the microphone, it's yeah, moving. Yeah, no, the mic, mic's good. Um, but it was, he, he says, I will cause all of my goodness to pass before you, right? Mm -hmm. I'll cause all of my goodness. So we were made for his glory. We were yeah. made to carry and walk in his goodness. We were made for that. And here he says, arise, shine. So he's given us commandment, kind of get in position, yeah. get ready for the glory or the goodness of the Lord has risen upon you. So this is, this is past tense. Now he's speaking here. He's prophesying to future Israel who will be born again through faith in Jesus Christ. Yeah. But now that part has come because Jesus has come and we are future Israel. We are uh, the ones that by faith receive the blessing of Abraham. And so he's saying his glory is on us. The issue is, have we been walking in all of it that was available? Right. And how can you walk in it if you don't know about it? So looking at this, we can see that we're designed for God's glory to be on us. Yeah. And he's saying it's already on you. It's, yeah. it's in you. It's on you. And it's all of his goodness. So I, when I hear that, one of the things that I think about is, am I walking in all of his goodness? Have I really seen all of it or just pieces of yeah. it? You know, are we scratching the surface of it or do we really, is there more? Right. And when I see stuff like this, I have to say there's more that we're supposed to be walking in. So, amen. Do we need some? Oh, okay. All right, so there's more. All right, go ahead, verse 2. For behold, darkness will cover the earth, and deep darkness the peoples. But the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. So God will take his glory, and he'll make it ours. Yeah. Right? For, and, and I want you to see this. For the glory of the Lord, for his, the Lord will rise upon you, and his glory will appear upon you. Now, I want you to see He's connecting here. Glory and light is different, but they're definitely connected here. Yeah. And look at the very next statement, verse 3. Nations will come to your light. And to your light. Yeah. In other words, he's saying shine because the glory's on you, the goodness of God's on you, but then he calls it yours. Yeah. So he takes what's his and he makes it ours. Yeah. Right? God takes his glory and makes it our glory, which is... Amazing, like a lot of people think that God would never do that, but that's exactly what God wants to do. And then it's so strong that the rest of the verse three. And kings to the brightness of your rising. So as you arise, shine with the glory, yeah. 
He says, even the heads of the earth will come and they will want a part of what's on you. Yeah. Now, see, we've seen that apart with believers, but I believe he's talking to every believer here that will actually walk the way that God wants them to walk. Yeah. And in other words, we are designed we are designed to carry this glory. Yeah. Put that in the comments right now. Just say, I am designed and purposed to carry the glory of God. God wants to take his glory and make it yours. Yeah. And he's actually telling us, get in position. Arise and shine. Arise to this revelation. Arise to the activity that will put you in yeah. position. Arise to the place so that... My glory, God's saying, will become your glory. Yeah. You rise, get there, get to that place. Don't sit back. Get revelation of this, of what I want to do in you. Yeah. Because when we get in that place, think about this. When we get into the place where God's goodness is poured out on our lives, we know in the New Testament it says that it's the goodness of God that leads men to repentance. So when this goodness gets on us, his prosperity gets on us, his glory gets on us, it, and you see it right here in verse 3, kings of the earth right. are moved by that. They'll say, I need to know, I need to be around this person. I need to know what they know. Yeah. So when his glory gets on us, it's a part of his evangelism package. You know, he wants his goodness, he wants uh, his glory to be on us, to draw attention, and then our proper response is not to take the glory for ourselves yeah. and worship ourselves, but to say, you know why I have this? It's because of Jesus. Yeah. It's because of God. You know, it's because of him. That's why I have this. That's what makes me a good leader. That's what makes me prosperous. That's what gives, causes us to walk in this power. It's yeah. God's glory and uh, it's God, it's Jesus, and being in his family through him. Yeah, well, there's the verse in the word that says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Yeah. And you asked it earlier in the broadcast if this is something that people have walked in. And really, every now and then, there's it seems like there's a diamond in the rough that yeah. we have made like this Christian hero of the faith. And they are, like they're, yeah. they're anointed men and women of God. But really, when it gets down to it, all they did was they believed the word. Yeah. They had revelation yeah, of what right. the word said. And you challenged the body a few years ago by preaching on what does God call normal? How are we living in what God calls right. normal? And right. that's why I broadcast like today, like this is going to be one that you're going to want to rewatch over and over to get it inside of us. Yes. Because yes. This, this isn't just a pipe dream. It's not a pipe dream that we could be like Peter when we walk our, our shadow heals right. the sick. No, that's God's level of normal that he desires us to live in. This is who you are. Yes. If you're a believer, yeah. this is you, not just Pastor Brian, that's not just right. us on the broadcast. You, believer, you are called to have his glory shine that's through right. you. Amen. Amen. I'm just reminded of Moses, you know, yeah. like when he was in God's glory and, and God's goodness passed before him and all that stuff. Like he walked out and there was a little physical light that shone out of his face. Yeah. Because that's how mighty and powerful the glory of God is. So much so that everyone recognized it. Everyone saw it. Everyone could see it. You know, that's what the glory should be. It shouldn't be just yeah. people don't, people, it's not that people don't recognize it. People should see it. You yes. know, like, like uh, yes. the Bible talks about how all the earth will look and see it. Like it's a tangible thing. Yeah. You know, and, and so when the glory of God's on you, the world is going to notice it. Yeah. Like you were yeah. saying, the kings will come to you. They'll notice there's something different. It's not like, uh, oh, well, they don't cuss. You know, that 
that, that yeah. that's, that's different. No, it's like, no, the glory of God yeah, yeah. <laughs> brings you to a place where people say, what they have, I want. No, yeah. they, don't, yeah. they don't cuss. That's different. No, what they have, I want it because yes. there's, something, there's something big and powerful in that. That's, that's right. That's the glory of that's God. Right. Well, and there's, you know, one of the things that I've thought about over time is when you walk into a room, things, the atmosphere should shift. Yeah. Because you, not because you are something on your own, mm-hmm. but because you're, you are in the presence yeah. of God and you're carrying that presence yeah. with you, right? You're carrying his glory with you. And one of the things that I've, I've seen, and I have seen this, I've had moments in my life where I've stepped into a room and, and literally the room stops and I didn't say anything. I didn't do anything, but there's a presence mm-hmm. and I've, I've had moments of that. But I want to carry that more, not because I want people looking at me, but because I want them to feel the presence of God. One of the things I'm reminded of, and I've been meditating on this a good bit recently, is the prayer time that Smith Wigglesworth had. Yeah. And he has that prayer time, and he's got pastors in the room with Mm -hmm. him. And it gets so heavy and thick that the pastors think, if I don't get out of here, in other words, the goodness of God, and now watch this, Directly attached to God's glory and his goodness is his holiness. And the holiness of God, the consuming fire of God, comes down in that prayer room. And it's so heavy that pastors thought that they were going to die. And they go crawling out of there. And other men said, well, I can go in there and I could withstand it. And and he'd be praying. And, And Smith Wigglesworth was fine because he had made the presence of God his home. Yeah. He had made God's presence normal, right? He had made God's glory normal. And so he had conditioned himself in righteousness, in holiness, in the consuming fire of God, and he was able to withstand it and and even draw that down. But other men that thought that they were anointed were not as much, they found out they weren't as much as they thought they were. Well, and, and I've thought, you know what? I would probably be crawling out of that room too at times. You know, I'd like to be the guy that could sit in there with him, but I've felt that before where the power of God hit me and I thought I was going to die. And uh, literally, you know, told the Lord, if you don't take this off of me, I think I'm not going to make it. So I've felt that. I know what that feels like. And it's, it's challenging. It will stretch you, you know. And um, it will also show you there's more out there than what we've thought. And what happens if every believer gets to the place where they could sit in that room with Smith praying, right? What happens if we all got to that place and we carried the presence of God with us at that level? What happens? The world changes. The world changes in an instant. But we, how can we get there if we don't even know that that's attainable? Right. How can we get there if we don't know that God wants that for us? Yeah. You know, uh, Kyle Hughes is here, a good friend of, of ours, and uh, he drove in just to spend some time, and he's sitting right over here. And uh, But what's funny is this morning, he didn't know what we were talking about, and uh, I didn't I didn't plan it, but we talked almost all morning about what does God call normal, mm-hmm. you know, so you brought that's that up awesome. right away. And, uh, you know, the issue is what happens when we actually move to the place of God's normal and we start operating in God's glory, not just the pastors, but every believer, and we see that it's attainable. See, the issue is we haven't known that all of God's goodness was attainable. Mm -hmm. We've thought that that's only something we'll see when we get to heaven. And God's like, no, 
The kingdom is within you now, you know. Yeah. I'm, the earth is waiting. The earth is groaning. Not heaven, the earth is groaning yeah. for the manifestation of the sons of God. In other words, for the children of God to recognize who they are, what they're created to be, to step up to that level and walk with God, yeah. right? Where, where you know, if the glory of God comes down, we can walk in it and sustain it. Yeah. We can be like Smith Wigglesworth was in there, you see? Yeah. Well, wasn't it Smith Wigglesworth who, like, walked on a train car and people just started repenting of their sin? In the bars. As oh, they were, in the bars. Yeah. As they were driving by. Oh, yeah. Like, That's wait, what so I mean. The train yeah. was driving by the bars, mm -hmm. and the people in the bars were repenting. Yeah. That's well, and I think it was uh, Maria or uh, Mariah uh, Woodworth Edder that was on the train and it's passing through the town and the glory of God was so strong on her and the presence of God was so strong on her that people got slain in the spirit and were in a trance yeah. and, and literally stopped. They're walking down the road and they get in a trance because of the presence of God on her life. Where is this? Yeah. In a, do you think she has it just because she was a minister? No, mm -hmm. she's probably a minister because she was that hungry for God. Yeah. You see, she was that hungry for the Lord. And that's where we've got to get is that because if we get hungry for the things of God, hunger and thirst, we shall be filled. Yeah. You know, Matthew 5, 6, those that hunger and thirst uh, for righteousness, they shall be filled. And then the, the verse, I think it's maybe Psalms 107, 9, that's a I guess. Think that's right. Yeah, where it, it talks about you know that we would crave yeah. after the things we would thirst and we would hunger and the the root word there means crave like a predator. Yeah. Read that verse. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I got it. It was one oh seven nine. For he satisfies the thirsty soul and the hungry soul. He is filled with what is good. With what is good. So when we get to the place that we hunger and thirst after yeah. the things of God. And in you know in Matthew five six, hunger hunger looks like I crave it or I yeah I crave it. In Psalm one hundred seven, thirst means that I want it like a predator yeah. longs for a prey. Yep. Right. In other words, it's something I can't do without. And he says, if you'll get hungry for me like this, you'll you'll start being filled. Yeah. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. And you know, we'll talk a little bit about hunger and humility in a second. But. Well, I was listening to Brother Tracy this morning in his service on Sunday, and he was talking about um, Abraham. And I think it fits here about how a lot of people just assume that Abraham received the promise of Isaac when it was time for him to get the promise of Isaac. But what Brother Tracy was bringing up this morning is, no, God God was ready to make him the father of many nations yeah, then. right away. Like, he yeah. was ready to do it then. Abraham was the one who needed to become fully persuaded yes. of the promise. Yes. And that's what this word is. It's yes. not that God's withholding his glory until we attain such a time in our no. Christian walk of holiness and extra, extra word and all. No, he is ready to give us his glory yeah. now. It's just there's a response that we have to give We're him. We're not hunger. walking in the righteousness. Yeah. You know, he that verse Psalm eighty four eleven, I think, you know, God is not withholding any yeah. good thing to those who walk up rightly. Right. So to those that will walk righteously, nothing's being held back. Think about that. Yeah. If I if we will walk uprightly in our thoughts and our action, God's not holding the universe back from us. So what's the holdup? Is it God? No, he's mm -hmm. made a promise. I'm not withholding right. it. 
The holdback is our own righteousness. Right. It's our, it's us seeing what's available and then doing the things that need, you know, need to be there. So, you know, we're getting ready to do a, um, uh, our family, our whole household's getting ready to do a media fast for a year. And I've done it before and it completely changed my life. And I went from December to December, I think it was 2017 to 2018, I believe it was. It was either that or 16 to 17. Anyway, went for a whole year from December to December. No movies, no books, no music, no scrolling on any social media. Uh, only All I did was handle business. Um, I didn't re watch the news. I didn't do anything. If it wasn't preaching, worship music, the Bible or a book on the Bible, yeah. right? I didn't, I didn't, took nothing in besides that. Changed my life. That year changed my life because what I, and, and it was very interesting because, um, yeah, that was, that was 16, it was 16 to 17. I remember why now. So 16 to 17. And what I found about that was everybody was in such turmoil but because I had limited my inputs yeah. to just the things of God, I had the most peace I've ever had in my life during that year. And I watched the world be in turmoil. And what I found was at the end of that year, while everybody else thought the world was falling apart, God was still on the throne. Yeah. There were, people were having issues all year round, but I wasn't because I had the peace of God. The only input I had was the victory and grace of God coming in. Yeah. And I, had, I wasn't facing issues. And when I did face issues, they were getting handled because I had limited the input from a corrupted world and I was walking in just the right things of God. Yeah. And it was so easy. It changed my life. One of the things that the Lord said to me during that year was every day, during that year, he spoke to me the two words that you are familiar with, hunger and humility. And every day, hunger and yeah. humility, hunger and humility, hunger and humility, hunger and humility. And eventually I got it. <laughs> the, the, there's, you know, and some days he spoke it to me stronger, some days lighter, some days multiple times that day. But every day, pretty much every day for that year, I don't remember one day that he didn't speak those words to me and hunger and humility. And what he was getting across to me is, Brian, it is your responsibility to, to hunger after me yeah. and to humble yourself. These are not things that I make you do or that I give to you. I can help you in them, but you have to decide and purpose in your heart to hunger for me. You have to decide purpose in your heart to humble yourself to me. And both of them feed each other. If you get hungry enough, you will get humble. And if you get humble enough, you will get hungry. Yeah. They feed each other. And if I will be intentional to do those things, if I'll be intentional to do those things, I'll be filled because those verses we just, I will be yeah. filled. He satisfies and fills the hungry and thirsty soul, yeah. right? And in James 4 and 1 Peter 5, when you submit to God, humble yourself to the Lord, and he doesn't resist you. And so you get the grace and greater grace of God, which is the supernatural power yeah. and the favor of God to do supernatural things. Yeah. So by hunger and humility, you're filled and you're given the supernatural power of God. And what are those things producing? The goodness of God in every situation. So we've got to walk, we looked at it on Sunday, in Hebrews chapter 1, 
verse 8 and 9, that when Jesus, as a man, he hated sin, loved righteousness, he walked in the holiness of God, and he was anointed, yeah. right? Which is part of our confession that we have each week. You know, we hate sin. Literally, we'll say it. We hate sin, love righteousness, walk in holiness. So it's not just in our mind. It actually transfers into action in right. our steps. We walk in it. We manifest it. And God anoints us. So he anoints us. He break, The anointing breaks every yoke. That anointing of God makes things easy, makes the goodness of God. But we got to hunger for him. We've got to humble ourselves to him and his ways. Yeah. And if we'll do that, if we'll be willing to put that stuff down, all of a sudden it makes it really easy. So y'all get ready to add something. I want to add one part on here. And that is, you know, y'all know the story. You've heard it, but maybe people that are listening haven't. Um, the Lord drew me to a fast, an extended fast. And it was multiple weeks and uh, many days, and it was an extended fast. And But the issue was during that period of time, I was going to be traveling out of town like three different times. Yeah. We had two birthdays, including my own, Rachel's birthday and my birthday was all happening during this period of time he told me to fast. And I was like, I, and it's, it's right to celebrate birthdays. Mm -hmm. I mean, even if um, you know, it's right to celebrate you know, the birthdays of your family and every, every time, every each time. But there are moments where yeah. God says, even though they're celebrating, I want you to set yourself aside. Yeah. There, there are, uh, you know, uh, places where he will set us apart, where he will consecrate us for something. This was one of those moments. And he said, even though it's your birthday during that period of time, they want to give you a party. Everybody's going to be eating cake. I don't want you to do that. Right. This was a consecration moment for me. And I was thinking, I was saying, Lord, do you know how busy I'm going to be over the next few weeks? And during this time, you want me to fast, this extended fast? Like, I'm going to be doing a lot. I was coaching soccer full time. So I was on the field, you know, two or three times a week coaching soccer and running with the kids and doing And I'm in a full fast, no food fast, no solid food. And I'm in a full food fast for weeks coaching yeah. soccer, traveling three times, and two birthdays that really, the pull at the birthdays is really the soul. It's like, I, I just want to celebrate with you. That I just want a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. Like, give me a piece of cake, you know. I want to have cake with you and celebrate you with my stomach. And, um, and so, the yeah. you part isn't necessarily yeah. the strong part, the but cake part. There, you know, <laughs> you feel like that. And, um, and the Lord said this to me, and this all comes back to hunger and humility. And he said... Are you more hungry yeah. for the cake or are you more hungry for me? And I went, oh, I said, Lord, I got to have you. Yeah. I got to have you. I don't care what it costs me. I got to have you. I've got to have you. Yeah. And that hunger, calls, that's actually what strengthened me to do the extended fast. That's what caused me to be able to get through it was that hunger. Because in the middle of it, it got hard on my flesh, and I needed something that was driving me, and it was my love for the things of God and hunger for the things of God, and it caused me to finish those yeah. moments. But it, all of a sudden, what I saw was in that hunger, I found him. He filled me. He changed me forever in that yeah. moment. So. Well, what keeps coming to my mind is what Matthew chapter 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness 
for they shall be filled. You they know, shall be filled. They shall yeah, be filled. It's a promise. It's, yeah, yeah. What are they filled with? They're filled with the glory. They're filled with yes. the goodness of God. You know, yeah. that, that's what what comes whenever we're, we hunger and yeah. thirst. And, you know, like, I, yeah. Amen. <laughs> I was going to say something, but then I had to check. <laughs> well, in Impact this year, we're doing a Character Matters course. And so I, last night, watched our our year, whatever video we were on and you were teaching. And part of the character course that we're talking about tonight is diligence. And I, I put it up on Instagram. You made a statement. It was very simple, but it says diligence finishes. Yeah. Diligence finishes. And it's one thing to start with God. Like it's one thing to hear this and be like, yeah, I'm going all in. I'm going to hunger. I'm going to thirst. I'm yeah. going to do these things. And it's a totally different thing yep. when your flesh is pressed and when you have the opportunity to choose something else. Yeah. Diligence is what finishes. Character and loyalty to the Lord is what is what ensures that hunger yeah. is what keeps you in that place of finishing. Because yes. it's one thing to start a race. It's a totally different ballgame to actually finish the race. Yes. But we're not called to just start and have aspirations for the glory of God. Yeah. And have dreams of what his goodness could look like. We're called to be manifestors of yeah. his glory. We're called to be inheritors yeah. of his promises. Yeah. And inheritors finish. Yes. They have to receive it in order yes. to be an inheritor. They don't just start a faith project. No. They receive the manifestation of the no. faith project. Like what good yeah. inheritor finds out there's an inheritance for you and you're like, oh, cool, that's awesome. I'll get to that. Yeah. And then you don't. Yeah. Like that. But that's what the body has done so much yeah. is we'll hear God wants this for you. Amen. I'm going to do that. Yeah. And then it gets hard on our flesh. And because we haven't disciplined our flesh to say no, we've given into that voice. But one of the great things with your fast that you, that you've mentioned before is you learned God's voice better during that time than yeah. you had before, because there wasn't an, another input. There yeah. wasn't another option for you yeah. to listen to. Yeah. You had him, he had yeah. you, and that's all the only option that there was. Yeah. And that should be our only option. We shouldn't give ourselves options of, well, I, I can go after God today, but tomorrow yeah. I'm going to hit the pause button. Yeah. No, a believer's option is Jesus, the end. Yeah. That's my option is I go yeah. after him. I yes. do it his way. I say yes when he says go, and that's it. Yeah. That's what my choice is. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you get to the place of being able to carry that yeah. glory. I watched it in you in yeah. particular. I've, and I'm sure I know other men and women of God have, but you and Pastor Nicole, but you in particular that year, I watched you go from a pastor that I loved and that I respected and admired to being a pastor who carried the manifested glory that I'd never seen you do before. Yeah. I'd never seen the glory of God on you like I did that year and yeah. continued because you gave yourself to him. Yeah. The option yeah. for you was what he said to do. And it marked me because yeah. I was like, if he can do it, I can do that. That's right. And that's just it. It's not just for pastors. No. These promises, like Isaiah 60, that's to the whole body of Christ. That's to anybody that just says, Lord, I hunger for yeah. you. you know? But you have to hunger for him. You have to hunger for him more then you hunger for relationships. You have to hunger for him more than you, you know, worldly yeah. relationships. You have to hunger for him more than the comforts of your flesh. You know, uh, we're, like I said, we're starting a media fast. Well, that's a whole year. I was looking <laughs> last night and I was like, 
well, this movie's coming out in May, and this movie's coming out in May, and dang it, I wanted to see those when they were in the theater, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, but it's no, I'm I'm more hungry for you yeah. than I am. I can watch those later if if I feel like it. I might yeah. not feel. That was the interesting thing is when you separate yourself from worldliness, like you kind of lose your hunger and your taste for it. Yeah, which is a great thing, you know. And and then I was like, ooh, why would I want to do that? And what I've watched since that period, so that was sixteen to seventeen. What I've watched since that period of time is as. And I've had I've had different fast and and everything, but I've watched as I've hungered a little bit more for the world and a little yeah. bit more and a little bit more more. And I've noticed I was like I don't like this. This is this doesn't feel as good as it did then in my spirit. And I want to get that back. So now I have a standard. And when I feel that standard, you know, kind of slipping, then I want to make sure that I get back to yeah. it. Right. I think there's a really good example of this. Um, I'll find it real quick, but I know I know what the it says, but I want to find the actual scripture and give it to you. But um, there's a really good thing that we need to look at is when we actually experience God, yeah. right? When we experience God, we set a standard that, oh, this is normal, mm -hmm. and you never want to go below that normal again. Yeah. And so even in you, you saw that, change, that normal change, and that inspired you. Well, when we go after God's normal yeah. and God's goodness and to walk in his goodness all the time, it sets a standard for not just our own lives, but yeah. the people around us as well. And so before I go to that, let me go to 1 John, which y'all know this, 1 John chapter 1 and verse 1 through 4. And so this is I love these scriptures, and I want you to see something became normal to John. Something happened to him. Mm -hmm. He saw things. Yeah. Things were manifested to him. He touched things. He was the one who laid, you know, on Jesus' bosom. You know, he was the one who was loved, the disciple that Jesus loved. He experienced stuff, yeah, and it marked him, and it changed him forever. And now look how he talks here. He says, what was from the beginning, what we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes. So this is not just theory. This is stuff that happened to him. Right. What we have heard, what we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at. He's talking about the supernatural things that he saw with Jesus the things that he experienced yeah. through the Holy Ghost, you know, at, at Pentecost. What we have seen with our eyes, what we have looked at and touched with our hands concerning the word of life. And the life was manifested. And we have seen and testify and proclaim to you the e eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us. The word manifested, the root of that is hand. Manny is hand. You know, like a manicure, the root, the root word is hand. In other words, this came into our hands. This was not ethereal and in the spiritual where it's like, ooh, ah, yeah. I got to imagine it. No, these things came into our hands. Mm -hmm. We touched it. We saw it. Yeah. They were manifested to us. You yeah. can tell, look, look, you can just tell by his words. He was touched yeah. here. He was marked. Yeah. He was changed by Jesus. And then he, then he goes on to say, and he says, what we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also 
so that, so that you too may have fellowship with us or an intimate and interaction with us. In other words, you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. So if you come into our fellowship, we're already in fellowship with God. So if you enter in here, you're going to experience these same things. Mm -hmm. You're going to have this interaction. You're going to have this manifestation. And he says, verse 4, these things we write so that our joy, now, it, now he's including not only himself and the other apostles and disciples, but we. So I'm writing these things to you so that our joy yeah. can be not just talked about, but made complete. Yeah. I, you know, I'm telling you these things so your joy might be full. That's what Jesus said to him in the book of John. So he's saying, look, we've touched these things. We, we've walked in his goodness. We've seen his goodness. And we're telling you so that you will get hungry and see that there's a different normal. Yeah. There's a different revelation and a different manifestation. And don't walk in this worldly normal, this worldly average that's so subpar. Yeah. Let's, let's rise up to a different uh, reality of God because these things that we're talking about, yes, they're spiritual in nature, but they're designed to be made manifest in your lives here on the earth. Amen. Amen. Yes. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, we've been talking about hunger. We've talked about humility. We've been talking about the goodness of God manifesting in our lives. And how, how do we tangibly get a hold of that? You know, it's that hunger that we've been talking about. And how do we hunger? You hunger for the things that, that you feast on. You know, the yes, things that you're... Right. That, that's right. Getting into that media fast. You're feasting spiritually on the things of God instead of the things of the world. And, you, and that makes you hunger more for the things of God. You're tasting and seeing that the Lord is good and it's developing a hunger in you. And so the things, we, the, the things that we're constantly ingesting are the things we hunger for. And as we yes. hunger more for God, we will be filled to the point where it's manifesting in our hands. It's, Amen. Uh, this has been good. I've enjoyed this. <laughs> well, Amen. it's just like eating. It went, the more you eat junk food, the mm. more you're going to want junk food. Mm. The more you eat healthy food, the more you're going to crave healthy food. Mm. It's like anytime yeah. I fast, it, it blows Marky's mind every time. Every time I fast, I'm like... I want cucumbers, <laughs> like mm. I want peaches. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why don't you want, but it's just, mm. it's, yeah. it's resetting my system, yeah. but that's a choice. Yeah. You can choose to crave God more just by your decisions. Like yes. your flesh is yeah. never yeah. going to crave God. On purpose. On purpose. You're intentional to do it. Yeah. Your flesh is never going to desire, I want to pray more today. Yeah. I want to read my Bible mm. more. But your spirit man does. And so yes. the more you feed your spirit man, mm. he's yeah. going to be the stronger part of you. Yes. And eventually your flesh is going to be so weak that as soon as it speaks, your spirit man is like, no, yes. no. And it's easy to say no to him. Yeah. But your choices have everything to do with whether or not the flesh yeah. man is alive and thriving yes. and active or if he's a weak being that has no power left in him and we can say no to him quickly yeah well turn please uh you can put this in the comments uh john chapter 13 we'll start at verse 4 so john 13 4 and then we'll go on but one of the things one of the things that you that you see is this is that you're uh you're hungry you're only hungry if you've not filled yourself with other things, Yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So in other words, we can control our hunger, you see? Yeah. Yeah. So if we've eaten all the things of the world, yeah. if we've eaten all the things of the world, then we won't be hungry for the things of Jesus. Yeah. As, as part of the parable of the sower where you know, the cares of the world 
will rise up and choke the fruit of the seed of the Word of God right. because we filled ourselves and we fed we fed what should be the things of God, we fed the cares of the world instead. Mm -hmm. And so basically, a good way to look at it is when we're, like just take the media for example, when all I'm doing is watching worldly movies, worldly TV, scrolling worldly you know, social media, yeah. listening to worldly music, that's all, it's food, but it's junk food. Right. And in terms of the spirit, it's spiritual junk food. Yeah. Right? And we don't want spiritual junk food. Put that in the comments. Say, we don't want, I don't want spiritual junk food yeah. in my life. That's a part of us literally confessing, like, I hate sin. It's a mixture mm -hmm. of its idleness. In other words, it might not be 100% evil, but it's definitely not 100% holy. Yeah. Okay. So it's a mixture, and when we mix ourselves, he says, be holy as I am holy. Yeah. And so when we give ourselves to that mixture, mm -hmm. we immediately pull the glory down, kind of the glory level down in our lives, which means we pull the goodness of God down in our lives. Well, yeah. we could be walking, you know, I, I'm, make, I'm now making choices like I don't want to do that because I want more of the goodness manifested when I pray for people. Yeah. You know, not just for me to be known. Like, that's not the issue. It's like walking into a room and carrying the presence of God. I'm not wanting to do that just to be known. You know, I, there was a time where I wanted that and I needed to put that down, but that's not what the issue is now. The issue is I'm serving people and I can't serve people to the utmost yep. living at a mixed level. I can serve them the best when I walk in holiness and I'm anointed, right? Yeah. And so I've made a choice, like even with the media fast. Yeah, I'm going to heaven. I know God. I, I'm doing pretty good. Life is good. I don't have to choose to do that media fast, but I am choosing to do the media fast. Yeah. Why? Because I see where the mixture with the world is drawing down that anointing, not just for my life, but for the lives of other people too. I want to consecrate myself. Right. I want to only put in God's things. And in that time, not only will my life go up, but the lives of other people will go up as well. That right. glory will be made manifest. And and I want the glory to manifest so that our joy may be full. It's such yeah. a better place yeah. when we're walking with God in that way. But here's the thing. This is what I was saying earlier is when I did that media fast, and it's not just media fast, same thing. Like if you do a physical food fast, your stomach will shrink. You'll actually, everything will taste good coming out of it. Because you've not been eating anything, you're like, this tastes amazing. True. You know, salad <laughs> with nothing on it tastes amazing. And you're like, how is that possible? Because you hadn't eaten anything. In Lettuce week. has and so much flavor. There's so much flavor. It doesn't <laughs> taste like cardboard anymore. And it's amazing. Your taste reset, your stomach, all these things. And that's what happens when we fast. Like one of the things that, that's happening in our life is we are resetting yeah. uh, you know, all of this worldliness. And, and physically, spiritually, mentally. And so if we want to walk in all the goodness, it's good for us to examine ourselves, yeah. judge ourselves so that we're not judged. If we don't judge those things, then those things will judge us. Okay. So if I keep watching 
you know, if I watch, like, let's say that I watch the wrong things, and I watch a whole bunch of stuff I shouldn't watch. Right. Eventually, those things are going to judge my life, and I will reap the repercussions of that. Or I listen to a bunch of music telling me to be rebellious and everything else. I'm going to reap the repercussions yeah. of that in my life, right? It's going to judge me over time. Because even if I don't believe what they're saying, but I keep putting it in, 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 I now have to give, at the very least, I have to give spiritual energy towards that to deal with it. I have to give give that time. I have to give it energy. I have to focus on that and say, no, I don't want that. I have right. to confess. It's telling me, you know, go do all this bad stuff. I got to say, no, I don't want to do that. So I'm wasting effort. I'm wasting energy on that. It's causing me, it's uh, something of the world that's so easily besetting me or holding me back. It'd be like trying to run a race with you know a 50 pound jacket on right right why would i do that if why would i do that why would we do that if our number one focus was the kingdom of god right but seek matthew 6 33 but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness but the thing about sin is and the thing about a lack of holiness mm -hmm. is the thing about the average of the world in a corrupted world is it's sneaky. It's not, it's not, you know, just like always in your face. Sometimes right. it is, but it's not always in your face. Right. And so like with the media fast I did from 16 to 17, I can tell now four years later, I can tell some of what I was so opposed to at the end of that fast, like I don't even want to watch that. I don't even want to hear that. Golly. Yeah. It's so it's so against my spirit. Today, four years later, I'm kind of like, yeah, I could watch that. You know, it's no big deal. And that bothers me. Mm -hmm. In other words, I need to judge. I need to take time every now and then to clean right. myself, right? To clean my thoughts, to clean my actions. And I need to be hungry enough for God to do that, yeah. which is why I'm, we're leading the whole family into another year-long media fest. Well, your kids will miss out on a year of their cartoons and different things. I know. I know. And what are the cartoons feeding them? Straight ungodliness today. I mean, it is horrible. But you know what they'll find in that moment? I'll lead them into hungering after God. They're going to see depths of God. Yeah. In, in our household, they're going to see depths of God they've never seen or experienced before. And I'm inviting them to come in and fellowship with us. I'm so pleased with how they've been talking already and everything. And here's what I want you to see. See, the sin, it wasn't just like in my face. It was like this little bit, little bit. And then I find myself when I'm actually judging myself properly, I find myself, ah, oh, what I'm okay with today, I really wasn't okay with at the end of that media fast. I need to get back to that. Right. So let's take, and, and I want you to see this principle right here in John 13. So this is the, the Lord's Supper, that final meal, that last Passover meal that Jesus has with his disciples. Verse 4. Um, well, we'll start at verse 3. Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands, and that he had come forth from God and was going back to God, got up from supper and laid aside his garments, taking the towel he girded himself. Mm -hmm. So he basically humbled himself in front of them and took a towel, and then he's getting ready to wash their feet. Yeah. Right? And then it says, then he poured water into the basin 
and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel which he was girded. In other words, he took the one thing that he did have basically wrapped around him, and he was using that to serve the disciples. Now, all the disciples at this moment are like, Jesus, you're the, you're the son of God. You're the savior. You're the one that needs to be worshiped. And, and you're doing this lowly deed right. to us, which, of course, the kingdom is always opposite from the world's thinking. The least will be the greatest. The greatest will be the least. The servant will be the, the ruler of them all, right? Yeah. You, know, you, you sow to reap a harvest. So it feels like you're giving away, but you actually get a harvest back. It's always different, okay? Mm -hmm. So here he is. He's sowing. And then, and I love this. And, and I, I, I don't think like Peter's bad doing this. He's just, Peter's trying to honor Jesus. Yeah. He's saying, Lord, no, I'm not letting you do this. You know? And so verse six, he came to Simon Peter and he said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? He says, and then Jesus, he said, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him and said, what I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. Mm -hmm. And and Peter, like, I don't think he's like trying to be rebellious. He's just like, Lord, I, I see you're trying to you're trying to be holy and everything, but I am under you. Mm -hmm. I, you can't wash my feet. If anybody needs to be washing, I think what he's saying is, if anybody needs to be washing somebody's feet, I need to be washing yours. Right. I think he had gotten to this place where he realized that. But what he didn't understand was the fellowship with Jesus and the serving heart of our great shepherd. Right. I think many shepherds don't understand this as well, right? Many pastors in today's, in today's church. Here, here he comes. He says, no, no, I, I need, you need me to have interaction to help you. Right. And that should be a revelation to pastors and to sheep, you know, shepherds and sheep. It should be, he says, you need me to help you. And so look what Jesus says. Peter said, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him and said, if I do not wash you, mm -hmm. you have no part with me. Right. In other words, if you don't let me come in and work with you, then you're not going to have any part with me and my salvation. If I don't wash you, you're, you're lost. And so then Peter gets, he was like, okay, I need, I need you, you know, yeah. which we, out of that hunger and humility, and there's like four statements that we came as, Lord, I need you. I can't do this without you. I got to have you. I need you. Second thing, I want you, mm -hmm. you know, I want you, right? And I receive you. Third thing, I have you now, yeah. and then I thank you. Four statements there. The first revelation, I need you. I can't do this without you. And Peter has this right here. I got to have you, yeah. you know? And then second one is, not only do I recognize I need you, but personally from my heart, I want you. Yeah. I, I want you in my life. Third thing is there has to be a reception. I receive you. And then the fourth thing is, Lord, I thank you for, for what you've given me. So Peter has this revelation. I need you. I need you. I've got to have you. He said, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus says, if I do not wash you, you have no part with me. 
Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. In other words, yeah. well, then don't, if I need you to wash me, don't just wash my feet, wash every bit, you know? Yeah. And I love this heart that Peter has here. He's like, I need you everywhere then. If that's the case and I need you to wash me, yeah. then do all of it, yeah. you know, do every bit of it. And, uh, and, and so that's a great revelation that Peter has. But then watch what Jesus says. And I think it's very symbolic. He says, then watch everything, my hands and my head. Verse 10, Jesus said to him, he who has bathed. All right, think about that. He who has been washed. Mm -hmm. let, let me put it this way. He who has been washed by the blood of Jesus, mm -hmm. by salvation through Jesus Christ. Watch this. He says, needs only to wash his feet. But he is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you, talking about Judas. Okay, now I want you to see this. In other words, you're clean. Mm -hmm. You know, his body was clean, his underarms was clean, his, you know, all of him was clean. Now watch this, but you're still walking with sandals through a dusty and dirty world. Yep. And although you as a whole are clean, Every now and then, you need to make sure that you knock the caked grime right. off of you. You need to take time to judge yourself and make sure, watch this, that none of the world is hanging on to you. In other words, Lord, even though I'm clean, I'm going to heaven, Lord, show me what needs to be chipped off of my life. Yeah. Show me what's holding me back. Show me what's weighing down. Show me what's caking up because I've been walking through so much dust and dirt. I didn't even realize they were, they were caked up. I didn't realize they were. But then every now and then, that's why we need to take the time to judge ourselves and say, Lord, show me. Because that caked up dirt from the world, that caked up corruption that we don't even realize so standard, it's so everywhere, we might not even realize how much it's costing us the goodness of God. Yeah. We might not realize how much it's costing us in his glory. Lord, Lord, show me what needs cleaning. Wash my feet, Lord. Show me. And this is a heart that we need to have. That is, this is humility. Yep. This is a humility, right? This is this is a hunger. Lord, I recognize that even though I'm doing okay, paying my bills, I'm seeing the power of God every now and then. In you, there's more. I know there's more. I know it in my heart. There's more to you. So the things I can't even see, show me what needs to change. Yeah. I give myself for your judgment. I give myself to your cleaning because, yes, I'm born again. I'm, I'm saved. I might be filled with the Holy Ghost, and I'm going to heaven, but I know that there's more. Yeah. I know there's more, and I know you'll help me go to the next level. Lord, wash my feet. Yeah. I need you in my life. I need you. I've got to have you. And so this is it today. If you want, amen, Kelly said, I don't want any spiritual junk food in my life. I don't either. And this is just it. We, you might be, have been walking with the Lord all of your life, but today is a day where you're going to another level. But you can't go to another level carrying the weight of old dirt from the world. You've got to say, Lord, show me, show me what's next. Show me what's new to change. Show me how I can walk in more of your goodness, more of your glory. Mm -hmm. and this is a hunger. This is a humility that will take us to that place. Yeah. Yeah. Well, eternal life is knowing God. And as you, yeah. were, as you were talking, that John 17, 3 just kept 
coming up in my spirit over and over. When when you boil Christianity down, what is eternal life? Knowing God. Yeah. And if there's a way that we can know God more, why wouldn't we want to? Yes. He gave yeah. everything. The entire reason Jesus was sent was so that we could know yes. the Father. He already knows us. He knows us inside and out, but we get yeah. to know him. Oh my gosh. Yes. What an honor. Yeah. So every decision, everything in my life yeah. needs to be pointed toward, I want to know you yeah. better. Yeah. I've got to know you better. My decisions need to point me into your presence. And if they don't, I don't want them. Yeah, that's right. And we, and here's the thing, we got to be willing to put down. What if, what if God said not just a year, but for the rest of your life, I never want you to watch yeah. any worldly media. I mean, is that too much to ask? No. It really isn't. I mean, because this life is a vapor of time. It's really nothing, you know. And what does it have for you? Confusion, a mixture, all of that kind of stuff. Like, I don't, you know, and, and I want you to see this, though, too. He didn't say, Peter, never get your feet dirty again, never walk through different areas. In other words, as we go through, we, we're in the world, but we're not of the world. But make sure the world doesn't become a part of you. Yeah. Right? In other words, don't let it, if you notice that anything has you, I've got to go see this, this, I've got to go listen to this. I must listen to this music. I can't get, I've got to stay with this, you know, stay with this group or stay with this person. I've got to. No, you don't. You know, it's, you don't. It, it's, it is able. What, what really does it cost? You know, Lord, I'm yours. So yeah. in eternity, you're blessed and awarded for eternity versus a few years here in a corrupted world. Do you know what this few years is going to look like? And the, the Bible says a vapor of time. Mm -hmm. Do you know what that few years is going to look like when we get into a revelation of eternity right. and it's perfect and we're going to have more or less based off of that? Yeah. We're going to be like, God, so stupid. I should have given that up. You know, right. why did I even take time to do that? We're going to look, look back at that and wish that we had given God everything. Right. We're going to wish that we gave him everything. Like, I, I, I just got this sense that we're going to wish that we gave him every second, yep. every thought, every every dollar, everything. We're going to wish that we, that we just sowed it all. You know, I really believe that. I believe we're going to get to that place. And so it's not that God doesn't let, mind you having the cookie, like Joyce Meyer wrote the book. or It's not that he, he doesn't mind you, you know, being in the world. You're in the world. There's going to be stuff. I, you can't go to the mall without seeing something that would probably tempt you, you know. I was walking through the mall uh, out of state a few years ago, and, and I turned, and it, there's uh, like a 12-foot tall Victoria's Secret model with nothing but underwear on in the public section of the mall. And I was like, ah, you know, like I didn't need to see that. I don't want to see that. You know, yeah. my flesh won't see it, but the spirit man doesn't want to see yeah. it. But I was like, I wasn't trying to be tempted. It wasn't like I was, you know, looking trying and it. looking for it. It was just like, whoa, okay. And I'm thinking, look how far we've fallen as a society and culture that this temptation that's spiritually dropping people to a lower point is yeah. just out. That's out in front of my you know, five-year-old son at that time or whatever whatever age it was. You know, It's like, what makes you think that I want my kid to see that? And it's okay. Yeah. You know, that, so the issue is you can't be in the world and not have temptations there. You're going to have that. But how we handle them, what we do with it, we're going to wish that we never gave any optional yeah. thing to the world. We just gave it all yeah. to the Lord in that way. 
And, uh, you know, some people take that in a legalistic way and then they cut out everything and they're really not even in the world anymore, which is not what Jesus said. But we need to be so that our heart is given completely to God. And if he said, hey, don't do this for a month, we'd be like, okay, no problem. Mm-hmm. You know, but the truth is, if I told people I don't want you to do any social media for a month, they would have withdrawals. You know, they would have withdrawals. More you know how I know that? Because I've done it and I had withdrawals. I literally, in my opinion, not eating was easier than not being on social media when I did that the first time. Yeah. It had such an uh, emotional and mental withdrawal. It was, it, to me, it seemed harder than not yeah. eating at that point. Agreed. And I was like, holy cow, this thing's got a hold on us. And so that, you never want anything to have a hold on you. So the, those four things, put those, if you would, in the comments real quick. Uh, you, can, you can type them here for everybody. One, Lord, I need you. I've got to have you. Lord, I need you. One, these four statements. Lord, I need you. I've got to have you. Two, Lord, I want you. I desire you. Lord, I desire you. Three, I have you. By faith, I receive and I have you in my life. By faith, I receive and I have you in my life. And four, I thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you've given me. So those four statements, I need you, I want you, I have you, and I thank you. And see, we, this needs to be a regular part of who we are all the time. We need to be walking in it. We need to carry it with us. We need to have those four parts, you know, parts of our thinking settled. Lord, I need you. I cannot do this without you. I need you. I want you. I have you. And I thank you. And this hunger and humility, we need to stay in those places. And Amen. so today, let's just, let's just say and let's pray those things today. Say this with me. Just say, Jesus, Jesus today, today, I need you. I need you. I recognize, I recognize I can't do this right, I can't do this right without, you. without you. I need you. I need you. I've got to have you. I've got to have you. Secondly, Second. I want you. I want you. I actually not just recognize my need. I don't just need you. I I desire you. I desire you. I want you in my life. I want you in my life. I don't have to choose that, but I am choosing that. I don't have to choose that. I, I want, want you, you, Jesus. I want you. Third, Lord, Lord by, faith, by faith, I receive you. I receive you. I have you now. I have you now. Just say it with me by faith in your heart. Jesus, Jesus. you are the Lord of my life. You are the Lord of my life. You're the director. director. Whatever you tell me to do, I will do. And I believe believe by faith faith that you were brought back to life. You were brought back to life. And you didn't leave me in the place of death. You didn't leave me in the place of death. But God, with you, you, raised me to fullness of life. Raised me to fullness of life. And by faith, I receive your salvation salvation. in my life, life. salvation in my health, I'm healed. I'm healed. Salvation in my finances. Salvation in my finances. I'm prosperous. I'm prosperous. Salvation in protection. Salvation in protection. You save me. You save me. Salvation from any bondages. Salvation from any bondages. You deliver me. You deliver me. Salvation from any past hurts. Salvation from any past You restore hurts. me. You restore me. Salvation in my re- relationship with you. Salvation in my relationship. I have you. I have and you. And I stay in 
intimate fellowship with you. Lord, you saved me. I receive by faith the fullness of your salvation. And Lord, I thank you. And Lord, I thank you. Just receive it and thank him right now. Thank you, Father, for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we worship you. We give you the glory. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you receive that today? Yeah, receive your walk today on a different level yeah. than it was this morning. You know, receive it right now. Walk in a different level of God's goodness in your life. And we really didn't get into what all that entails. But right. when you walk in that holiness, you walk in that fulfilling righteousness, when you walk in that place and God gives you his glory, all of a sudden, it's all of God goodness. The goodness of God starts to pile up. You know, there was a period of, of time in my life where I'm going after God, but I'm not very good at it. And it's like a good thing would happen and manifest every now and then. Every now and then I'd see the power of God. Every now and then somebody get born again. Every now and then somebody get right. healed. Every now and then a bill would get paid or debt would get paid off. Every now and then. And then all of a sudden, the better I got, Right. At walking, letting him clean my feet, judging myself, walking in his holiness. Like the good things started piling up. They started Amen. coming coming more often on the timeline of our life. And it was like, oh, I'm blessed here and I'm blessed here. Sounds like Deuteronomy 28. I'm blessed in the city. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed yeah. going in and I'm blessed going out. You know, I'm the head, not the tail. I'm above and not beneath. I'm the lender and not the bar. Yeah. I'm the healed of the Lord. And then you start seeing this glory of yeah. God walking in the goodness of God all the time. That's meant for all of us. Yeah. Yeah. That's meant for every person. Even people that don't know God right now can receive Jesus as their Lord and they can walk in these things and receive these things. And God will empower you to do it. He wants to get you there. The Bible says this, God delights in the prosperity of his servants. He delights in the prosperity of his children. Yeah, amen. It, it's who he is. So glory to God. Amen. Did you get something out of it today? If you did, make sure to like the broadcast, share, subscribe, hit the notification bell, you know, ding, ding, ding. And that way it'll notify you when we go live. That actually is a very good thing for uh, to do. Yeah. And uh, so amen. Well, and one of the ways that God ensures that his children can be prosperous is by setting up a system of sowing and reaping. Mm -hmm. And so we sow this word into you because we desire for you to be prosperous. And one of the things that the Lord has instructed us to do yeah. is to allow you to sow into this ground as well. Yes. Not because we want anything from you other than for you to be blessed abundantly. And this is God's system of how yeah. to do that, sowing and reaping. So when you sow, know that there's no way that you could outgive God ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't do it. You can try, yeah. but God is so much better at it than we are. It has way yeah. more resources than we do. And so try today, yeah. try to outgive God, see what yeah. happens. And you don't, you don't have to, like, it's not a requirement. No. It's just, it's one of those moves of the heart. And one thing I will say, I feel, I feel the Lord on this is it's one of those things. Like if something has you, mm -hmm. like what I was talking about, if media or whatever has you, food has you, that money can have you. That's yeah. one of the major traps. Money can have you. And one of the best ways to break into God's prosperity is to break the grip of a poverty mindset yeah. and break the grip 
that the love of money has on our lives. How can you do that? You start sowing it. You start giving into the kingdom, and it'll break that bondage in that way. So if you've been bound by that and you wanted to be more of a giver, but you had a hard time doing that, just start sowing. Commit your works. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 3, commit your works that your thoughts might be established. Yeah. So if you want to be a better giver, not just in money, but in every area of life, like I know I need to be more charitable. I need to be more cheerful in my giving. I need to be more bountiful in my giving. Commit your works first and your thoughts will be established. That's a biblical principle. That's part of how we broke out uh, into more and more prosperity Amen. as well. So. Today, you don't have to, but you're welcome to. You can go to giveww.org. On Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate followed by the amount. You can text to give, Venmo, Cash App, PayPal. All that stuff's on the screen. You can give one time or you can give on a regular basis. Right. You don't have to. Nobody has to. We sow it into you. It's free. And if you want to partner with us and help us get it out there, that's your choice. And uh, let the love of God reign in your heart. But... For everybody that is sowing on a regular basis or today, we want to pray and yeah. we want to ask God to bless it. That's our job as ministers. So, buddy, will you lead that yes. prayer to bless it? Well, Father, right now we just thank you for yeah. every seed sown today. Father, we thank you, Lord, that no seed that's sown today falls on unfertile yes. soil. Father, thank you, Lord, it falls on good soil good ground. And because of that, Father, your word says that it is blessed, pressed down, shaken together. May men pour yes. out back into their lives, Father. Thank you, Lord, that those who sow will reap because that's what your word says. God is not mocked. Whatever man sows, yes. that he shall yes. reap. So, Father, thank you, Lord, that the seed is blessed and the harvest is sure in their lives. And this is their year of increase. Yes. And we thank you for it. We praise you for it. In Jesus' name. Yes. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. Well, we love you so very much. We're glad you're here with us. We'll be back tomorrow at 1130. Share the broadcast. You know somebody that this will really, really help. Yeah. And uh, maybe watch it again because there was a lot of meat in there today. Amen. So, amen. Amen. Anything else? I don't think so. Thank you all for being here. Thank you all for being here. We love you. We'll see you. Hang out. If you're watching uh, live or on the archive, hang out. Yeah. Watch another Watch another broadcast. It'll probably pop up right after this. And uh, go watch another one. There's a bunch of topics that we've covered on here on What's the Word. And uh, so watch another one. We love you. See you tomorrow. And here's Abigail to wrap everything up. Bye-bye. Hey guys, that was amazing. And if that touched you as much as it did me, what you're gonna wanna do right now, like they were saying, is like this video and share it. So if you're on Facebook, it's easy, just the thumbs up button and then the share button that they have for you. And if you're on YouTube, there's again the thumbs up button, but then if, you, if you're like, hey, I don't know how to share it on YouTube, great, I'll let you know right now. There is a little arrow thing, and if you'll click it, you can copy the link to this video, and you can paste it in your Twitter, paste it in your Facebook, even just text it to your friends and family. Getting this word out helps us. That's one way that you can sow into this broadcast. But guys, exciting news. We want to let you know of some things that are coming up, and we want to see you there. First off, first and foremost, is this weekend, we're having Holy Ghost Weekend. That's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We're letting Holy Ghost move through us. Whatever he says do, we're doing. So it's 
starting out this Friday at 6.30 p.m. here at Boomerang Church. We're having our prayer night. We're praying for as long as Holy Spirit wants us to. If it's 6.30 to 7, great. If it's 6.30 to 12.30 in the morning, great. We will be here doing whatever he wants us to do. Then the next day, we're going out winning souls just like he told us to. And then the next day, we're having two services, just letting Holy Spirit move. Our second service, we're starting at four so that you don't have to worry about getting your kids home early, like getting into bed. We're just letting Holy Spirit do whatever he wants. And it's going to be amazing. And we want to see you there. But also is an event that we're telling you ahead of time so that you can mark it on your calendars. It's the amazing Acts week. And this will be a full week of just studying through the book of Acts, the signs and wonders with signs and wonders following. We're going to be praying for people. It is going to be powerful, powerful stuff. And we want to see you there. So we're letting you know now so that you can go ahead and plan September 20th through the 24th. That's a Monday through Friday. We want to see you there. It is seriously going to be life changing. We want you there. But until next time, we'll see you tomorrow. Bye.